What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Your Boy Roy Show, where around here we earn our cookie. What is going on, friends? Uh, welcome back to the Your Boy Roy Show. I am so excited again. Uh, I just this morning was super inspired, and I wasn't planning on being inspired. Uh, I want to tell you a quick little story. We have a special guest here. Um, I'll let her introduce herself in a second, but she was the reason why I was inspired. And the thing I wanted to start off with saying, but, and it's really funny because I wasn't planning on doing a podcast or having a guest on here and we're, we're doing this thing. This is how fast things happen around here. But this morning I got a message uh, from Miss Adrian, the person we have here as a guest. And she said, hey, do you have time to chat? And I don't know if, I guess the best way I can explain this, I don't know if you guys have ever had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they said, hey, I need to chat. Like what goes through your mind? I'm like, oh my goodness, something bad happened or this or that. And like all these things are running through my mind. And I was driving home. So I told her I couldn't chat yet. I'm just running through my mind, you know, worst case scenarios of what's going on. And then I'm like, no, no, no. She, she just wants to talk to me about my taxes because Miss Adrian does my taxes. She does a fabulous job with them. I'm like, that's just it. She just, I messed something up with my taxes and she just needs some clarification. That's what it's going to be about. Sure, sure, sure. And I finally get on the phone call and she said, I just wanted to call you to say thank you. And it took me by complete surprise. And she's hearing this for the first time, my mindset, because, and I'm sure she feels this with being an entrepreneur and owning your own business is that we're always trying to help other people and fill other people's cups. And usually when somebody contacts me and says they need to chat, it's because Maybe they need to cancel or they're having this problem or they need this thing solved or whatever it is, right? And so it's not very often that people ask, oh, what does Roy want? Or just to genuinely just be like, I want to say thank you. And like when she said that, I was like, all these bad things were going through my head, right? For like 15, 20 minutes. And you said that and you said that you listened to one of my podcasts. You were going through a hard time. You listened to one of my podcasts and today was your day one. Like you're inspired to do this thing. And you said, Roy, just keep doing what you're doing because if nobody else is listening, I am. And I, I again, I have chills all over my body. Like I was tearing up because, you know, that's the reason why I do the podcast. That's the reason why we have rough the way we do. That's the reason why we do everything. And it's not, I mean, we have a lot of people who say, thank you. We have a lot of people who have amazing results and they change their life. And Adrian, you're one of those people. And we'll talk about your story a little bit today, but just to have that call this morning, I don't think you realize that I haven't had that in a long time. And it like, I'm still emotional about it. Right. Because when I first started rough and I remember when like you quit your job and you did all these things, I was like, those were like pinnacles for me to see people doing these awesome things when you got your amazing results and stuff. And people are so thankful for all these things, but it's been a very long time because now we have like all these other coaches doing these other things. And I find myself doing a lot of stuff on the back end. So I still see everybody doing cool stuff. I still see people getting all these amazing results, but for you to call me this morning, completely catch me off guard. I was like, you really touched me, Miss Adrian. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so Miss Adrian is our special guest today. We have been uh, through uh, so much together. Miss Adrian used to be one of our karate moms. I did martial arts with her son, and she's done martial arts as well. But Miss Adrian, I want to give you 
uh, a couple minutes just to say your name, where you're from, a quick little bio, what you do, like anything you want to tell the people, give yourself some props for what you do because you do an amazing job at it. Give us a little rundown of yourself. Okay, so I'm Adrian. Most people call me Miss Adrian because, you know, I'm not 25. So I go by Miss Adrian, you know, just because I'm over 50. Let's just say that. Hashtag get over 50. Um, I'm an accountant. I'm a CPA. I've done this. I've done accounting all my life. I absolutely love it. I've been a CPA for, oh gosh, a long time, over 20 years. I absolutely love what I do. I'm passionate about fitness. I've always been really, I wouldn't say athletic, but competitive. So I've been, I've been, I've, I've always been competitive. So I like the aspect of working out that challenge that comes with that and trying to be my best in that. But more than anything, I, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. Um, I like helping people. I like educate, not, not only, I like helping people via education. That is what really, really lights my fire. I love helping entrepreneurs who do, who do well at what they do, but the accounting, the finance, the business side of it may not be their, their jam and it should not be, but it's my jam and I want them to have an understanding so they can be comfortable in running their business and doing everything with excellence. So that's what I do. Um, it's tax season. So well, lovely. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys reach out to Miss Miss Adrian. Miss Adrian, how would they how would they contact you if they ever need help with their taxes or anything? They can go to blancoaccounting.com, schedule an appointment, or they can call me at 866-931-1638. 866-931-1638. Um, I filed all 50 states. We're good. Virtual appointments, in-person appointments. I'm here to meet the need to make sure everyone does not get nasty letters from the arts. Well, and I, gotta, I just got to give you, I mean, we're going to give Miss Adrian these, these shameless plugs real quick before we get into her story, but um, I'm in Colorado right now. So we've done everything virtually and exactly what she's saying is what she does because running a business is always been my dream, right? It's not like I just loved fitness and wanted that. Like I thought when I was a kid, I was going to own a karate studio. Then I thought I was going to own a gymnastic studio. Then I thought I was going to own a cheer and tumbling studio. And it just happened to end up being what it is. I've always wanted to be a business person, but me understanding taxes is just over my head. And so many people, it's one of the biggest questions I get is, oh, Roy, how do you file this? Or file that? I'm like, you do it by finding a good CPA. That's it, right? And Adrian does a great job of I'm always confused. I always have questions and I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. And she always breaks it down and teaches me. So she does an amazing job uh, with what she does. So, so quick story, quick story. So I actually, when I went, I went to LSU. I don't think you even knew that, that I went to, uh, I, didn't. So I went to LSU and I wanted to be a teacher. That was my major. I wanted to be in education. I said, I'm going to be a math teacher because that's just what I thought I wanted to do. Then I got there and I'm like, can't make any money doing this. <laughs> That'd be a better way <laughs> teaching money in teaching so then I said accounting I'll be an accountant so that's what I did then maybe 25 years later I started teaching accounting so it just all comes it's like a it all comes full circle yep it all comes full circle so um if you guys ever have any questions you guys can contact her but I want to get into your story because I feel like I've only touched barely the surface of your story and every time we talk and I hear another story about Miss Adrian I get more inspired and I think you get more inspired 
when you get in slumps and we talk about your stories, you're like, man, I'm capable. I've done so much more with my life and I've been through so many obstacles. Like this is nothing. Right. So I want to start from the very beginning. We kind of touched on a story. I believe it's when you first had um, your son and you ended up moving to Florida. Just tell me about that scenario, that situation, you moving from Louisiana to Florida, because it was crazy for you, right? Definitely crazy. It is, it's like, it just brings tears to my eyes, tears to my eyes just thinking about it because it's, it's something that I can always reflect on and get inspiration from. Mm-hmm. So if you're in your early, late teens, early 20s, 20s, you know, mid to late 20s, and you're struggling and you're like thinking it's the end of the world, just hanging in there, just hanging there, and it's always going to be something that you can reflect on. So, I don't, so I was a single. Let's start there. How old were you? I was, I was nineteen when I had my son. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you this: I didn't like kids. <laughs> kids, I didn't do, I didn't do kids. I didn't babysit. <laughs> just that's the, I didn't like kids. And I'm like, oh my freaking God, what am I supposed to do with the baby? I was in college and I was having a baby. Mm-hmm. Just terrified out of my mind. Again, my first, I'm, this is the end of my life story. That's what I felt. This is the end of my life. That was the first time. So I'm like, what do you do? What do you do? So I, I literally just prayed and said, God, if you can just help me to get through this, and raise this human being to be a productive human being in society, that's all I ask. That's all I ask. And I think I prayed that prayer one time and just went with it. And it was like, so Frederick is now, my son is now 30. He'll be 32 in June. And he'll be 32, which is amazing to me. I haven't had not not one issue, not one, one complaint, not one iota of trouble for him from him all of his life. So, so here I am, 19, back home with my parents, with this baby. Like, what do you do? So I'm like, what do I know to do? I go back to school. I'm like, you find a babysitter, you go back to school and you finish. So did all of that. Ups and downs for that, did all of that. Then I finished school. We had a family tragedy happened in our, just, I won't even go into the details of that. Family tragedy. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I had a job interview. I, I had a college. I had a college degree. I did not have a car. I flew to Florida for a job interview. Thought this job sucks. There's no way this city sucks. There's no way I'm taking this job. This was a nice little weekend trip. Came home, back to New Orleans, to the awful news of the tragedy in our family. I'm like, all right, I got to get out of here. Only thing I know to do is take this job in Florida. Again, I didn't have a car. I didn't have, any, I didn't have furniture. I didn't have anything. <laughs> I, I had a, you know, I had a, oh, I just crazy thinking about it. I, so I told my parents, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. And you know, that they think you, you're crazy, but all right, whatever. Cause they know once I, I make up my mind, that's just what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So. And my, meanwhile, Frederick, my son is two and a half, about to be three, maybe. And I said, okay, I'm taking this job. My dad, I was like, so dad, I need to go get a car. Take me. He's like, all right, let's go. I go buy this car, a stick shift that I don't even know how to drive. Right? So my dad 
test drives the car. We get it home on like a Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, dad, we need to, I need to be in Florida on Monday. So let's drive to Florida on Friday and I'll get you a one-way ticket back home. <laughs> so that's what we did. I loaded everything I own and I said, I'll leave Frederick here until I find a place to stay and then I'll come and get him. They're like, fine, whatever, just whatever. Pack my car. My dad drives me there. We drive to Florida. We stay in the hotel. So my job, they said, okay, this is your salary. We'll put you up in a hotel for one week. One week. So not only do I have to work a full-time new job, I need to find daycare. I need to find somewhere to live. I need to find furniture, all of this stuff. So fine, you know, put on a brave face, suck it up. Drop my dad off at the airport on Sunday and try to drive myself back to the hotel. This is fiction. <laughs> so here, so I mean, it's just like, how long were you in Florida for? How long did you live? <laughs> Two years. And it's still like, <laughs> I just don't know. Like when I think of people, and their excuses of whatever it could be like you decided that you needed to do this thing you're in florida with a brand new job nowhere to live no furniture a brand new baby single mom with a car you pretty much don't know how to drive exactly and you figured it out i figured it out i would early late i would go to work all day come back to the hotel cry all night because I thought, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But cry all night, wake up in the morning, put my makeup on, go back to work. And you made it work. And I made it work. And I, I remember laying in that hotel room in Clearwater, Florida, crying, saying, God, if I can, get, if I can do this, if I can figure this out, I can figure everything out. Yeah. And through those hard times, like it, it's just to me, like so much, we talk about like fitness, this fitness, that, and the adversity and overcoming the hard times and the obstacles and stuff. But like just that part of your story just goes to show that when your mind is set to something against all logic, it's possible. Right. And, and just what, say that again, just figure it out. You just figure it out. So just real quick, we're going to flash forward. You know, you said fit at 50. So we're flash forwarding 30 years. And you said the last month has been hard for you to figure out how to get in the gym and how to manage your business that you're doing by yourself, right? And comparative to where you were when you were 19, 20 years old to now, wouldn't you say that situation was way harder? Way harder. I am so blessed right now. And I'm this is a, this is the epiphany that I have this morning. I am so blessed right now, and I'm sitting here complaining and stuck in the rut with this, with where my life is right now. I'm I'm stuck in the rut. Like, no, a rut was 30 years ago when you didn't have anywhere to live, and you had no money, and you had a baby to take care of. Mm -hmm. That's what? Yep. This, this is easy. But it, it's just so crazy to me, Adrian, because I've gone through the same thing, right? Because when I was in college, trying to get rough started in my business, and nobody believed in it. I didn't have money. Like people don't even realize that there was 
Because I never asked my parents for money ever. Not that they wouldn't have given it to me if I was like, oh, you know, but there was days I remember like, I was like, all I have is ramen and that's what I guess I'm eating because that's all I can afford. Like, because I wasn't smart with my bills or I was investing in the business or stuff, right? Like those, like, and putting myself through those hard times because my back was against the wall and now being so blessed and everything being almost where it is, it's kind of like, it's not that my back's against the wall and I'm having to force myself to do these things because I don't have a choice. Now, the hard thing is, is that you have a choice and how many people are just wasting their days away simply because they have the choice to choose the hard or choose the easy. And it's hard to choose the hard. Yes. And, and so that's kind of where I feel like me and you are really resonating right now is that we have to choose to continue to wake up early. We have to choose yep. to, to work hard. We have to choose. Like the hard thing is, is to choose just not to watch Netflix for an extra hour. Right. Like that's where we're at. And like, that's wasn't even a thought in college, right? I didn't have that luxury. Like I was like, I have these things to do. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a choice. And I, 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 when I graduated from high school, they ask you, what do you want? What do you, what do you consider? You know, we used to have these books that we had to, these memory books. And it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you, what's success to you? And I remember writing and I, we lost, I lost that book in Hurricane Katrina, but I remember writing in that book that I, the life I wanted to live was a life where I had choices. I wanted to have choices. I didn't want to have to live a certain way because of, because I didn't have enough money or because I didn't, you know, I didn't take, take the right career path. I wanted to have the life where I can do the things that I chose to do and not have to do, do things that I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I have that now and I have to remember, it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy how I feel like all of those things that I thought were breaking me in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 40s, all of those things that I thought were just literally breaking me were the, literally the things that I know made me. Mm-hmm. And, me right now here today and, and I think go back on that I can reflect on that and know I can do that whatever it is I'm like I may have a moment of doubt but then I say you know what I remember that time when such and such happened and I got through that yeah easy work yep. easy work well and I think that like we could end the podcast right there right like with just the fact like so many people that I just talk to on a daily basis it's not a matter of if they can do it, because just like you and just like me, they've probably been through situations in their life that they know they can overcome it. It's just like such a simple thing, but it's also like so difficult to just to have to choose to put your mindset in the right frame to get the things done because you don't have to. Exactly. And and so I think that's just the biggest thing is like, I don't need to convince you and I don't need to convince anybody else they're capable. It's just what what can we do? And I hope this podcast does this is just for somebody to realize that they just need to dig deep inside themselves. Like this morning, like you just chose to listen to a podcast, decide to suck it up. And like, I didn't feel like I did anything. Like you called me and you were like, oh, epiphany doing it. Right. It had nothing to do with external motivation. It had nothing to do with the weather. Like it could have been storming today. It could have been snowy. It could have been the worst weather. It could have been a tornado. It could have been anything, but today was the day for Adrian. And I feel like so many people are just waiting for that perfect day, that perfect situation, the Monday, the new year. And it's just like, like it's a random Friday. I can't express enough. It's February 4th. There's no significance to February 4th, Friday, 2022. And Adrian just had this moment of realizing like, I've been through so much freaking worse. And you can and, and, and I posted that on something on my Facebook group. I think I said, yeah, 
one today. And guess what? It's Friday. It, you know, weekends <laughs> have not always been my most successful points in life. But you know what? I'm still starting on Friday. I'm not going to worry about all of the Saturdays and Sundays that I've failed at my routine. Today is a Friday, and I'm starting to, to on Friday, and I'm going to do what I need to do on Saturday, and I'm going to do what I need to do on Sunday. Like, just suck it up, buttercup. Mm-hmm. I, I can hear your, those are your mom's words right there. Just suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know how I many times? Don't be a, what did you literally tell, used to tell me? Was don't be a P, Adrian. Don't there you be, go. That's what she would tell me. So I had that moment for myself to say, suck it up, buddy, buttercup, just suck it up. Oh, absolutely. I love that. So we go to this adversity and stuff, and then we're going to flash forward some more years. It's still another 20, 30 years. But the big, the next big story that I know for you um, is when you came to me for help with your fitness journey. <clears throat> and I want to talk about that because it's still crazy to me that you never know where life is going to bring you, Adrian. And I'm still so blessed to have you in my life that, again, you used to help raise me, right? And to see things come full circle and now have an opportunity to help you, like things just come full circle. We never would have thought that things would be the way they are. But I always have to ask, like, what was your rock bottom? Like, what made you decide it's time for change and I need to do this rough thing? I need to join this eight-week challenge. I need change. Roy's going to be the person. Like, what was it for you? I just, I felt average, mm. average. And my nature is not average. It's like, I don't even like that. Like, why be average when you can be better? Because when I joined Rough, I had been working out, going to the gym and, you know, I had been followed, doing, changed my nutrition. I had, I had success. I can tell, I had success before I came to Rough. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough. And I, I was just tired of just doing just enough and just being okay. I'm 40. I was in, you know, I'm in my, I was in my mid forties at the time. And it's like, I have the perfect excuse. I don't need to be, you know, I don't need to look like a model supermodel at 45. I'm good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. I wanted, it's like, why, why do something and not do it all the way? Why do something and not try to be the best at it? So that doesn't sound like the rock bottom, but that was literally my rock bottom. I'm tired of going up and down, up and down, up and down. I want to be the best at what I'm doing. Yeah. So I even want to back up a little further before this average thing, because you said that you were working out. You said you saw some results. You were doing meal plans and stuff. So was that just always a part of your life? Was fitness just always a part of your life? Or was there a moment where you realized oh man, I've got to get back into this. Like I'm not doing fitness and I need to get back into this. Was there a time even before that? So now that I think about it, I was very active in high school, but then like, and I was very active my freshman year of college, but then I got pregnant. So then after that, I didn't do anything athletically. I was normal. That was, I, I sat at the dojo. I, I, I would bring my child to karate and sit there at night and I may go to the gym and what you know walk on a treadmill while I was watching whatever stupid tv show with your mom Uh Uh well I gotta ask you this because this is this is where I'll really get a lot of you guys who are listening right now because when did you start martial arts how old were you I was 45 I think okay how old was you started how old was your son 
when you started martial arts? So he was 25. So what made you decide to start martial arts? I wanted to do something different. I, I wanted, to, I, I, don't, I don't even know. Sometimes I do stuff and I'm like, that doesn't, that's not even normal. I wanted to challenge myself in a way that I had never been challenged before. Because believe it or not, I started martial arts when Frederick started, when I was maybe 26, 27. I started, I went to one class and I'm like, this is dumb, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go back, but just one day I was just like, just whole home routine, you know, you go to work, you go, you know, I go to the karate school, just, I was in that routine and that. And it felt average. And it's like, okay, I need to do something different. I need to challenge myself. So I, because if I'm not moving forward, I'm moving backwards. And I felt like I was at a standstill. So I'm going to do karate. But I didn't say, I didn't, I, I'm, my goal was not to just do karate my, and start and just do it until I didn't want to do it anymore. My goal was to get my black belt. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to have, you have to have this. You have to have those goals. They're super important. But I think my thing is, that it's just so funny how mindset works for people because you really waited to do martial arts till your son was way older. You could have just did it with him. Or I know how my mom, like you could have, like you didn't have to be there. I mean, me and your son were at karate sometimes two, three, four hours a night, like easily drop him off and fill that time with working out. Like, it's just so funny to me that it was always there for you right? Like the thing you ended up doing was martial arts as your activity. And you could have been doing that while your son was doing it. And so many people make the excuse of, I don't have time. Right. But it's really just a mindset. It's all mindset. I, and, I, and it's literally just like this morning, the light bulb went off. It was the same thing with martial arts. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm going to do it. Yep. Deal. So anyways, so you decided to start, we got a little off track there. You decided to start rough because you didn't want to be average and obviously you were doing this other fitness program you were getting a meal plan and stuff but you said you wanted more so what about rough was the more how did it push you what did you like about it what was different like paint that picture for people I learned it what I, I learned what made up what I was doing why I was why why I was eating what I was eating. Why do you eat that? Why do you have to have protein? What does that mean for you? Not just doing something because somebody told you to do it because then you can get tired of doing that and you just quit doing that. But having an under, the difference for me with Ruff was gaining the knowledge and the information and the understanding to know how it worked, how the body worked and just doing it and having so not just somebody telling me what to eat, but knowing, okay, this is the goal, macro base and what it, all of those details, and then how I can make it fit those, how I, can, how I make my lifestyle, my nutrition fit the goal of those nutrition nutrients. And that puzzle that was challenging to me, that figuring it out, okay, you have the knowledge and now apply the knowledge, but it's not a one one size fits all type of application. So finding the application that worked for me to get me the results that I needed to get. That's what I liked about Ruff. I love the fact that you were hands-on, you were on Facebook, you were, you were killing this with the knowledge, the information, everything, every day, all day, you were in it. And it, that excitement, that energy drew me in. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. And, and so, and that just gets me so excited because that's the whole point of what I felt like made rough different was that education. Because I know that you can go hire a coach and they could say, eat this chicken, eat this broccoli and do these meals. And I know you can go to uh, if it fits your macros.com or bodybuilding.com and they'll give you some numbers. But it's just kind of like, do you understand like why you're doing this? I can't tell you how many people have done a nutrition plan, any kind of them, and they've done it for X amount of time, then fall off because the plan's done. They didn't learn anything and they gain the weight back or they get these numbers from these websites. They do it for a week or two and they don't understand why they're doing it or what the long-term goal is. And they don't see the scale work the way they want immediately. So they quit, right? There, there has to be the understanding of why we're doing this. What's the game plan? How long is it going to take? like all of those things and being hands-on that way. So I'm glad that's the things you love because those are the things I pride myself on that, what we do a little different. So this is the part where it gets really fun because you worked, I mean, you've been working with me for years now. Um, you were there in the beginning when we first started doing these eight-week challenges, which is amazing, Adrian, that you're still with us. You're still crushing it. You still have these goals. You truly embody what it is to live a rough lifestyle. But for the first, I want to say, had to be the first six months to maybe even a year, we had probably the longest plateau ever. Like the scale's not going down, the photos aren't looking different, and there was one big thing, and it was like every every week I just had, I kept saying on check-in day, Adrian, you need to track on the weekends. <laughs> Adrian, and we said you got to track on the weekends. We tried to fix your workouts, we tried to adjust your macros, we tried to do all these things. I just couldn't get you to track on the weekends. And that went over like six months to a year. I want you to tell me about that period of time, your frustration, what, what got you through it? What kept you going? Like, just talk to me about that. Cause that's a long time. My mindset was if I'm doing this to the team Monday through Friday, I'm going to take a break on Saturday and Sunday. I need a freaking break. I do all the right things with work, with life, with being a wife, with being a mother. All those things are so rigid. Monday through Friday. And I'd be dang it if I'm not taking a break on Saturday and Sunday. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not tracking my food. And I, I'm like, it's, I'm going to drink. I'm, it's, it's just Saturday and Sunday. It's, to be honest, Saturday and Sunday was for me. Monday through Friday was for everybody else. And I could literally go back because I still have those Excel sheets where I had to track all my stuff. And I will have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, blank on Saturday and Sunday. And I, it's just like, because those were my days. I literally just felt like those were my days and I was stubborn and I wasn't giving them up. Mm -hmm. I got those results that came with that stubbornness. Yeah. Well, and so just to go back and paint this picture for people, because so many people are on the rough app now. And I don't think they realize the luxury they have with the app. When people tell me, oh, it's so hard to check in and track. I'm like, you guys don't understand that when I first started this, Adrian used to have to type out, like literally type Monday, I ate this many calories, this many protein, this many carbs, this many fat. Tuesday, this many calories. Like she had to type out each day of what she did. She had to type out every single thing she did for workout. She had to give me this long thing, tell me how things were going. She had to manually put in like her weight all on like this Excel sheet and on these word documents and email it to me or send it to me via messenger every week. Like check-in day in itself probably took an hour to do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So, yeah. when somebody comes up to me, oh my goodness, it's so hard to track my food. I'm like, not only did they have to track their food, 
but just typing all this stuff probably took more time than what people have to do. I'm like, I couldn't make this any more convenient for yes. people. So and then when um, you make a mistake, or you, or you mess, or mess up a number or you delete something, a sheet, it's like, oh my, that used to be, I don't know, you were, that was crazy. That was crazy time. But again, to say when your mind set to do something, you would do it. And it's just so funny to me that when I did those sheets, I feel like, and now regardless, I have probably five times the amount of people. So the amount of people are just going to, that are going to complain is going to be increased just by the amount of people we have. But I find that the, the more convenient I make it for people, the more people I have complain. I'm like, you don't even know, like, you don't even know, like, get out of here. So you're going for six months to a year with this mindset of I'll change anything and everything I need to change Monday through Friday, but not the weekends. And finally, one day we get on a call and I'm just like, Adrian, like either track on the weekends or quit because like, that's it. Like get your shit together. That's literally what I said. And so finally decided to start tracking on weekends and explain to me how fast your results are after that and how you felt. Probably say the next week. I would literally say the next week it was like, you want, I would want to say it was magic, but it wasn't magic. Just the, the pure task of tracking on the weekend, not even saying I'm meal prepping, I'm watching what I eat. I didn't, I wasn't even going to do that. I'm not going to watch what I've eaten on the weekend. I still had that little stubbornness going on. I was just, I'll track it. You want me to track it? I'll track it. But the fact that I knew that I had to track it and I was going to track it made me do better. Because mm -hmm. I'm not going to let him see I ate all of this, these carbs, these, this fat, and I'm not going to be dishonest about it. So just out of pure this process of writing it down, I improved my nutrition and it literally, it was instant. I, I don't, I wouldn't even say it was a month. I would literally say the next week, it was like results. The next, I did it again, results. Next week, results. It was, it was instant. Would I tell you that I could put like your day one and your month six next to each other and people are like oh that's pretty good and then put your month six to your month seven next to each other just one month difference people be like oh my god right like it'd be like all the results almost happened in two weeks it was like that because and the thing is that it's because you were consistent you were doing the workouts you were tracking your food you're doing all these things right and then by the time you made that small adjustment and got those things in check your body was already ready for the change i yes. i believe that solely so it was just amazing to see you know, so many people make the excuses as to why they're not seeing the results they want, but sometimes it's simply because you're saying you're doing the work, but you're not doing the work the way you need to be doing it. Like we always talk about making the sacrifice that you don't want to make. It was easy for you to make sacrifice Monday through Friday, but the real change, the real test was, were you willing to do it on the days you didn't want to do it? Right. And I see this with everybody, you know, sometimes it's the alcohol, sometimes it's the tracking on weekends, sometimes it's the carbs, like eating more protein, like everybody has their own thing. Sometimes it's working out consistently, but people make these sacrifices in their head, the easy stuff that they know is easy. And they say, oh, I'm not seeing results. I'm like, that's because you're just doing what you want to do. You're not doing the hard stuff. You know, at some point there needs to be this hard thing. And again, it came to Adrian. You didn't have to do it. It's always funny that we got to this point where it was just a choice for you. And yeah. it took six months to decide in your head to make the choice to choose hard. Yes. When I go back to you having this newborn child moving to Florida, not having a car, doing all this stuff illogically because you had to, that was way harder than tracking food on the weekend. 
Yes. You were more than capable of doing it, but you were given the choice. Your back wasn't against the wall. And as soon as you decided it's time for change and to choose hard, your life changed for the better every single time. Yes. So it goes back to your podcast, that instant gratification. So now so much is instant these days. You do it, you see the result, you do it, you see, you know, everything is just met that you watch a show. You don't have to wait to the next week to watch a show. You binge it and you see it all right when you want to see it. You can hit the DVR. You don't have to wait to the next week. That So that's our mindset these days. We want it like we want it right there. But so everything's easy. We're used to everything being coming to us easy, not having to make those hard choices. Choose the hard. Choose hard. Mm-hmm. Choose the hard. Absolutely. So that kind of brings me to where you're at now, Miss Adrian. This is what, three years you've been working with me. And, you know, it, it just happens. It happens to all of us is that once you see the results, you get to a certain place and what you were doing in the past just keeps you where you're at. It doesn't keep moving you forward. And so sometimes we get into this rut and it's just life, right? Like we're all going to go through ruts, but the last few months have been hard for you. Can you pinpoint, do you know why it's been hard or what's gotten you out of your routine or it's just. Exactly what it was. I knew exactly when it happened, when the hurricane came. Mm. Hurricane Ida came and I had to leave home and I was gone for a month totally threw me off my routine so just for people who aren't from louisiana we are right now february 2022 when did hurricane ida hit august 29 2021 so that's august september october november december january february you've been complacent you've been not pushing yourself you've been in this rut you've been struggling and i assume it's been getting worse and worse and worse and weighing on you more and more and the excuses have been getting worse for seven months Okay. Again, some of you guys are complaining because you have a bad week or a bad day or one bad month. Like I feel like I've been in a rut for the last year, you know, like it's just hard to get out of. So Hurricane Ida hits and where are you at with all of your goals and everything that you're doing? Like now where I'm at now? For the last six months. Oh, it, it was just, everything was just busted. <laughs> it was just, I just like everything, everything has, was busted. My house was busted. My life was, I felt, my life was busted. My health was busted. And when my, it's so crazy how I feel like when my, when my health is, is not where it needs to be, so goes everything else. Not the other way around. It all starts with me taking care of myself, nutrition-wise, exercise-wise, health-wise. When that tanks, so goes everything else. Everything else becomes a struggle. Getting my house fixed has, you know, is a struggle. Figuring out my job is a, has been a struggle. Get, I have a stupid elliptical in the room at home. Going to the walk into that room and getting on that thing is a struggle. And it's been like that since I came back home. It's just like the funk that never that won't go away until this morning. Then I decided enough of the phone. Well, before I ask you about this morning and kind of what happened in your next rock bottom and stuff, you said something that was like, when I'm not taking care of myself, when I'm not working out or eating right, everything else follows suit. And again, 
I think it's a huge mindset thing because working out and eating right is, is a choice. Again, it's, we talk about this, this choosing hard. And when you consciously decide, I'm not going to go walk to the other room and do the elliptical. When it comes time for lunch and you decide you're going to have this crap food versus this good food, you're consciously choosing easy, 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 easy. So when it comes to your life, when it comes to your kids, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your work, when it comes to your relationship, when it comes to your faith, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to everything, it's going to follow suit to choose easy. And it never fails that it gets worse and worse and worse because every time we choose easy, things don't go our way. It's funny that when you feel like you could run through walls, when you, when you decide you're going to Florida, when you're going to have a car that you don't know, you don't know where you're going to live, but you're going to figure it out. It's all like shit could be hidden in the fan, but you're figuring out and you're still moving forward. And it's still happening for you versus everything in your life is going the way it is. And you're choosing easy. And it's just like crumbling apart. Yeah. So how you choose, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Absolutely. Uh, I, believe I, I believe it too. So what... Miss Adrian, it might just be a phenomenon. I don't know what it is, but I know you've been having a hard last couple of weeks, but what was it about? Was it yesterday? You started thinking about it this morning. Like what happened that today was the day? I can say, I, I, I don't even know. I can't even put my finger on it. I got on it. So we started, I'm in the challenge with Ruff, but I do gym. I go to a boot camp gym here three nights a week. And we started a boot camp. We started a 90-day challenge there. I got on a scale last night. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. I am as heavy. I am as heavy now. I know. I'll say this. I am heavier now than what I was when I was nine months pregnant. I am heavier now according to the scale but i don't trip out on the number because it i mean i know i'm a little fluff i can look a little fluff i'm not as lean as i want to be but this one blah, 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 pounds looks different than what that one one looked before because of the way i got to the healthy state you got muscle girl i do and, and i know that so it was and I, I was telling my trainer last night i was like so this is ridiculous. This weight is ridiculous. And this is why I struggle with my workouts because my body is not accustomed to carrying this amount of weight. And when I do an exercise, I have to take 50, breaks because I'm too heavy. And then I get frustrated because I'm taking too many breaks and I feel like I'm not doing, I'm, I just feel like I'm not, I just feel like a failure and I don't want to be a failure. And it may be okay for everybody in this gym to be content with where they're at, but that does not work for me. Because again, that's average. And I don't want to be average. And this morning, I just woke up and just so sick of, I just, I just was like, I'm sick of doing this. I'm sick of doing this. I'm sick of doing this. So I'm going to do something different. And I, and I said, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. And, and it's just like, that's the rock bottom. Like I tell every single person, when you're about to go through this big life change, there has to be a rock bottom. And for some people, it's as simple as you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like what I see and I'm changing it. That boom, like your life is done. And some people, they need to go through these crazy life things. Like I still go back. It still blows my mind. Like you having your son and moving to Florida, like, like that was, that was like hard, you know, like, but you stepping on the scale and deciding, oh, I don't want to be average. Like that's easy, but it's like for you. Like, that was, that's not easy. 
Right. Like everybody is different. I, I hear this so many times. Like people are like, uh, like, I don't want to, you know, cause like I'm just skinny fat and people make fun of me. Cause I don't really need weight to lose. I'm like, if that's hard for you, like admit it, let it be hard. Let it be your rock bottom. Like let that fuel you to want to be better. Like there has to be a motive. There has to be a goal. There has to be, I want to get a, I'm, there has to be a reason why you're choosing hard and it has to be either getting away from this pain or going towards some pleasure. Right. And if it's not a big enough pain or a big enough pleasure, it's not going to drive you. So I love that. And, and I am. I'm glad. I just feel like I'm, I, and I hate to use this word because people say, yeah, but oh, I feel fat. And I don't like that. I don't like to feel like this. I like to be comfortable in my clothes. I like to be lean. I like to feel a certain way. And I don't feel that way. And that makes me unhappy. And that's you. Like, that's your journey. Like, that's how you feel. And you get, like, because from the outside looking at, like, for example, me looking at Adrian and looking at all the people that I know in the, in the health and wellness industry and in the space stuff, I can look at you and say, Adrian, you're obviously, you're not fat, right? I can tell you that. But I don't think that people miss the point. Like if that's how you feel and you don't like the way you feel, like you have the power to do something about it. And like, you need to hold on to that. It doesn't matter what I think about Adrian. Like Adrian needs to do what's best for Adrian. And that's why I love that you're getting out of this funk and you're doing what, what you have to do. Um, but I do, I, I, we're coming up on an hour of this podcast already, but there's one more and I say this for last. It has to be my favorite story of all time for Miss Adrian. <laughs> you know what's coming you know i so adrian joined my program and i believe so much that this has to be a lifestyle people will come to me and say oh my goodness i lost my job and now i can't work out so i need to quit or oh my goodness um uh, i want to go i have a vacation coming up so i have to quit for the time being or my life is too crazy this or that yeah i've heard like you guys get out of here like you can't i've listen i'm talking to adrian here so you, there's no excuse you can give me because Adrian's overcome everything. So I believe that whatever it is you're going through life, we need to help you through it. And we're a lifestyle transformation company with the foundation of workouts and nutrition. Because what Adrian said is that when your workouts and nutrition aren't right, everything else follows suit. So on our calls, you know, we're talking about life and do you love what you do for work and you should live your best life and do all these things. And Adrian's taking this to heart and I don't realize it. And she calls me up one day and I had to be like 24 years old, 25 years old. And we're really starting to get some traction here at rough and I'm preaching all this stuff and I'm taking all these risks. I'm quitting my job. I moved to Colorado. I'm starting rough. I'm doing all these cool stuff. And I'm like, you guys should do that too. Like you should live your best life, whatever that looks like. And Adrian calls me very similar. Like how she called me today. Hey, can we, can we chat? And she calls me and she's crying and she goes, Roy, <clears throat> I quit my job. And I'm going to start my own business. And it's because of you. <laughs> and immediately, I've never had somebody tell me, I said, I immediately like sunk back in my chair. I said, oh God, I hope this works out for you. I said, oh man, <laughs> I was, I was like so happy, but I was so scared. I'm like, oh God, what if I've ruined Adrian's life? But I, like, I knew, like, I knew this was good. I knew this is what you wanted. But like, that was like, talk to me through that because you were not happy at your job and starting this journey and the ups and downs, like talk to me about that process. So Ruff says we want to live happy, healthy life. And you were very intentional with happy being first. And you were preaching that, you were preaching that, you were talking it. 
you were, you know, it was just every week after week, day after day, I was just hearing and I was hearing and I was miserable at work. Not because I wasn't doing well, it was because I was being average. Me working a nine to five was average. And I know that I was created to be more than average. And you just hearing that come at me every day was just fueling my fire. We, we, it, was, it was lighting that fire that was there of the risk taker, that, that Adrian who moved to Florida, that Adrian who ran a half marathon, that Adrian who, you know, done stuff that didn't make sense on the surface, but made total sense in the grand scheme of things. And those things made me happy. So I, I literally, I was just, I have been listening, we have been going through this. And like I said before, me doing things right health-wise and taking, focusing on my nutrition and fitness and things like that. So, so that go, the way that goes, so does everything else go. So I'm doing that, all that's clicking, but I'm still not happy because I know it's time for me to do something else. So just, I, I, I was, it, I literally was in the bed and it was like two o'clock in the morning. I, I woke up and I was like, well, I can't wake up now. So I laid there till about three, so three o'clock came and I said, I'm gonna quit my job. I'm gonna quit my job. But I'm like, I can't send a resignation letter now. That's gonna look weird. Emailing your boss at three o'clock in the morning. So I typed it up and I sent it at six. I don't know how, how less weird six was versus three a.m. But I did because I, was, I needed to be free and I needed to be happy and I needed to trust the inside of me and trust and know that it was going to work out. I had to, be, I had to believe in me again and I had lost that belief in myself. And you just talking about that, always, you know, being happy. Listen, I was listening to your podcast, your uh, things when you're talking about your struggles in college and the choices you had to make and you moving that gym equipment from your car, from your apartment to your car, to the, to the workout, back and forth. But, but look where you were then. I mean, then that all that came to where you were at that point. And that inspired me to, it reminded me, it inspired me and it reminded me of those challenges that I had overcome before. And I ate every day, I had a roof over my head, I had a vehicle to drive, God never failed me. So I had to trust that at that moment. And I literally, when I resigned, I gave my two week notice and I told them I wasn't coming back. Like here's, here's two weeks, but I'm not coming back to the office because I was done. And it's like crazy, your mind, when your mind, like you said earlier, when your mindset changes, and I think I'm, I'm learning that about myself, once my mindset clicks on something, there's no letting go of that. And that is so I, when I called you, I'm like, okay, I quit, I, you inspired me, I quit my job. Now what? I didn't have any savings, I didn't have any plan. I didn't have, so can't wait for the circumstances to be perfect because the circumstances are not going to be perfect. When I moved to Florida, I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have any furniture. So I did try to secure all that before I accepted the job and moved. You can't do all of that sometimes. When I quit my job, I didn't have any savings. I didn't, I didn't have any clients. I didn't have anything lined up. But I knew at that moment that I had to jump. 
And it takes me back to one, I went on an excursion trip to Belize, maybe about 2012 or so. And we were at this remote place where there was a cliff and everybody was jumping off the cliff into the water. Not me, I'm in the water at the bottom, just sitting down playing around in the water, looking at everybody jump. Because again, I had lost that fire. And I'm like, this is, again, this is ridiculous. You're just gonna, you're gonna come all the way over here and sit in the water? Like who does that? So I just jumped up and like, I just went, walked up the hill to go cop, jump off the thing. I got up there and literally the only thing I heard in my head was, you're not gonna die. Everybody else has jumped and nobody has died. So you can jump and you're not gonna die. So that's what I continue to hold on in everything that I do. I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna die, dude, if I take that chance. You take that chance. Are you gonna die? No, probably not. If you track your food on the weekend, are you gonna die? I mean, like, is that gonna be the end of your life? No, so try it and see what happens. It may just work. So we are, that was in 2019, I quit my job. We are in 2022 and I'm still here. And you're crushing it. But doing it. I don't even know how it's being done. I don't, I, you know what I mean? I just, I just have to have the faith to know that it's going to work and trust the process because it's not about me doing somebody's books or doing somebody's taxes. To me, the bigger picture is the process of what's growing on the inside of me and what's building on the inside of me that I can share with others to inspire them to do what they need to do. Oh, I love that. And I was actually reading the book that you recommended, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. And he even said it was close to the end of the book about how fear is literally just a fear of fear, right? Like when, for example, when you texted me this morning and said, hey, do you have time for a chat? Immediately fear, right? Like I just started playing all these things in my head and it's always the worst case scenario. And it's so funny to me that 99% of the times we don't ever have bad conversations. Where did I come up with that from? When you're watching these people jump off the cliff, well, where's the fear? Every single person is landing safely. It's the same thing with my fear of heights. I see every single person doing this thing and they're, they're fine. Where's this fear coming from? Like there's been so many people in worse scenarios make it happen. Where's the fear coming from you guys? Like I have seen people lose hundreds of pounds. I've seen people with diabetes, with PCOS, with injuries, with having to have surgery. I've seen Miss Adrian where she's telling me the story of moving to Florida. I've seen her go overcome tracking on weekends. I've like, you guys have seen it all. Like, where's the fear coming from? Like you can do it. Once you set your mind to it, that's the hardest part. I feel like, cause you're probably given a choice right now of what you want to do. But the hard thing is to choose the hard thing and lean into the fear and know it's going to be okay. And to trust the process. So that's amazing. Miss Adrian. It's like, yeah, you give me chills. You make me inspired. No, it's going to be okay. It's, it, it's like that thought just guides me in every choice that I have to make. I had that stupid half marathon on Saturday. I have not trained that marathon. I haven't done anything to train for it. You know what? This is my fifth or sixth time doing it. And I've done it before. And you know what? I'm finished. I just keep telling my... I finished before, I'll finish again. What am I gonna do? Quit? That's it. That's like the only other option. Quit. And that's soft. And I don't want to be soft. Oh, that's where I am right now. Great and soft at the same time. And I want to be great. With these podcasts, with 
the business, with the social media, we were talking about this this morning. I just feel like with me trying to make everybody happy and please everybody and get everybody results and accommodate everybody on their fitness journey and stuff. I feel like I've gotten soft and it's reflected in my life. And like, I've been getting soft with my workouts and soft with my excuses and, Oh, I can't do this and this because of my business. And I was just like, like two months ago, it was December. I was just like, I'm tired of being soft. Like I had the same thing. Like I did the podcast about instant gratification. I did the podcast. It was that same one about choosing hard. And I was just like, God, I used to be like, I just, in my head, I was like, I used to be such a badass. Now I'm like such a, a P word, right? Like, I'm like, why? And I was like, F this. Like, and I just started, I just started doing stuff. And now like, I've never felt better. I feel like I'm back in that mindset I was when I was in college and doing all these things. And I feel like you're right there with me. And that's why I wanted to get you on this podcast. So I appreciate you, Miss Adrian. And then if you could give one piece of advice, one last thing to tell the entire world before I let you go, what would it be? embrace the suck i love that because that's life at the end of it life doesn't care you guys you just got to embrace it like embrace the suck the storm's coming that's the it's coming it's coming what are you gonna do that's right well miss adrian i really 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 do appreciate you being on here you have some amazing stories and i'm sure we'll have you back on here again to tell more stories i probably don't even know about but you keep crushing it keep doing your thing um you guys just don't forget that we only ask that you share this episode we don't run any ads or anything like that so if you laughed if you learned something if you loved adrian's story uh share this on your stories on your social media uh give us a review whatever that looks like for you we really do appreciate it and just remember we don't pray for an easy life we earn a rough one y'all keep earning those cookies Hey friends, thanks for listening to another amazing episode. If you got something valuable from this episode, which I know you did, do us a favor and keep spreading the Live Rough movement and share this episode. It means more to us than you'll ever know. And remember, we don't pray for an easy life. We earn a rough one. Y'all keep earning those cookies and I'll see y'all next time.